Help, I Got a Mac, podcast episode number 57. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biting. And we are here with another episode of the podcast devoted to those who are Mac switchers. What is a Mac switcher anyway? A Mac switcher is someone who has uh, had typically a Windows PC in the past and has decided or they're thinking about uh, coming over and using the Mac instead of a Windows machine. There you go. And of course, this show is devoted to those who are maybe already Mac switchers or somebody who's thinking about becoming one. And this is the perfect place for you to come and ask questions. One thing we will ask that you do, do not ever worry about whether or not your question has been asked before because you know what? Chances are it probably has. And we're not going to ask you to go back and listen to all the old archives. You just go ahead and ask your questions and we will answer them again because um, we recognize and see from the download numbers that we are getting new listeners every single day and uh, we're here for you specifically and uh, we want you to, of course, feel free to submit your questions for this podcast and they can do that in a number of ways. Uh, What are the different ways they can do that, Chris? They can uh, shoot us an email. At uh, I think it's feedback at gspn.tv. That is correct. They can call us at our phone number, which is area code 859-795-4067. Yep. And then you can also join the community at uh, on our forum at gspn.tv and ask your question there. Yeah. In fact, that's the best way. If you're not going to voice your uh, give us your voice, the best way to do that uh, really is to go to the forum um, and, and ask your question there because then it not just comes to myself and Chris, but it goes to the entire community and we have lots of lost fans or lost fans. Um, <laughs> we do have a lot of, we, we actually do have a lot of lost fans. So if you like the TV show lost, uh, check out weekly But anyway, we have a lot of great Mac fans in there and they are sometimes even more knowledgeable than, well, I, I, I definitely me and sometimes even Chris. And so they're very helpful there as well gspn.tv slash forum. Uh, We prefer your voicemail calls uh, at the phone line, but if you're not going to do that, at least stop into the forum and and ask your questions there. You'll get very speedy responses. Yes, you will. But uh, now when we're short on questions, what we do is we sometimes just come here and ramble about technology and mostly related to Mac and Apple, and we talk about the news as well. And so, Chris, I think you have some items for us to discuss this week, and uh, where do you want to start? Uh, I'm going to start at the beginning, <laughs> which uh, is a big announcement uh, that uh, the same place I buy my ground beef now sells iPhones. <laughs> uh, the iPhone is on sale at Walmart. Uh, they're a little cheaper. Uh, it's not the rumored ninety-nine dollar iPhone like everybody was thinking, but they're selling uh, they're selling them for uh, one hundred ninety-seven dollars for the for the eight gig and uh, two ninety-seven for the sixteen gig. But you still need the two year. Whoops, you still need the two year contract from AT and T. Uh, and yeah, it, it's kind of weird. I'm not really sure how I feel about it being at Walmart, but I guess you know increased market share is a good thing. Why, why, why do you, is it just because you feel like the brand is quote unquote better than Walmart? No, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I don't shop at Walmart all the time. Um, 
I mean, I'm not knocking Walmart. Uh, their prices are good. But uh, no, I guess it's it's more about the experience. I don't know if, if a customer's going to have a good first impression of Apple if it's done by... So I, I used to work at Walmart, uh-huh, okay. and I know I know some of the people that work in the electronics department aren't exactly the most savvy. Now I'm thinking they're probably going to put younger people in those positions, train them up real good, and then have them you know sell these phones. But I, I don't know. I just I, I worry about the, the first impression of 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 the brand of Apple to someone who would buy a phone there. That's all. Well, I mean they. But, well, so obviously you're okay with AT and T selling the Apple phone, but because. Primarily, they're they're more phone oriented, and they can answer questions and stuff like that, right? Yes. All right, and same is true, I guess, with Best Buy. They're used to yeah, selling used to, phones there. Yeah, I used to sell cell phones at Best Buy too. So, so you feel okay with that? You're just a little bit concerned about the typical Walmart clerk in the electronics department, given that same kind of experience. Exactly. Well, the good news is that you save two bucks, and so. <laughs> 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 if you want the Apple experience, pay two dollars more and head down the street, right? I just think if you know, if I'm at the if I'm at the Walmart getting my you know, your tires 60, rotated, <laughs> or my sixty pound of dog food, you know, and I get a hankering for an iPhone, I guess I can walk right down the aisle and get one. So, well, I mean, I don't think it's I, overall. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just it's it's just weird that Apple's reached this kind of p- penetration. You know. Yeah, I, the only thing is, is for me, it. I mean, really, I, I Walmart. It's not too far of a stretch for me. Walmart has been selling cell phones for a very long time, so they they have an electronics department. They sell the track phones. They sell a bunch of other phones. So it, it's, I mean, it, it's it's not too far out. And of course, they've had the iPods forever. And of course, that's exactly. I mean, this thing's an iPod, you know, as well. So. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of cool. I'd love to see, you know, what other people think about this. If, if anybody's bought one from Walmart, I'd love to know. Obviously, I don't think you're going to go there just to save the $2. But uh, if anybody's out there and you've purchased a phone from Walmart, we'd love to hear from you. And, oh, yeah. And, and specifically, what we want to know is your experience in buying the phone. Did, were they able to activate you in the phone? How long did it take to get your phone um, and, and stuff like that. So if you wouldn't mind, give us a call area code eight, five, nine, seven, nine, five, four, zero, six, seven. Of course, you can also tell us your story over at gspn.tv slash forum in the help. I got a Mac section. Now, yeah, no. what, what's really interesting to me is not the $2 savings, but I, I've heard rumors that even though it's not iPhone or it's not Walmart selling a $99 phone, it, it is my understanding. You can get a $99 3g iPhone. Yeah, it, it would it would figure that the week after I get my iPhone, that AT and T starts selling ninety nine dollar refurbished iPhones uh, until the end of December on their website. So if you're a new AT and T subscriber, um, you go to their site, you can order it online, it refurbished. Now this could mean that it was used and returned within the thirty day return policy. It could mean that there was a problem with the phone and it was sent back to Apple and returned back as refurbed. So they're saying that you could get a phone and it could be, you know, there could be some cosmetic scratches and stuff on the back. So I mean, if you don't mind that, you know, that's cool. You're gonna save a, a hundred bucks. Me, I, I'd rather get a new one to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I, my my experience, and of course we have mentioned this in the past, but my experience with refurb projects products from Apple is that they're pretty much like new. 
Yeah, I mean, for for a PC or you know, I mean, or, you know, like a desktop or a laptop, I think that's one thing. You know, an Apple TV. I bought a refurbed Apple TV, and it was brand new. But a phone, a phone is so it gets carried around a lot. It gets used on you know people's faces and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I personally, I think it's I think it's pretty cool, and I think that a ninety nine dollar entry barrier, you know, barrier to entry that is almost gone at that point. So. Oh yeah. And of course, that again, that is with two-year contract, right? Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. All and right. The two-year contract's painless. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> you're going you're to be with AT&T anyway. You might as well just sign up for it. Exactly. All right. So moving on, what do we have about iMacs? Yeah. Apple Insider has posted a few new Mac, uh, a few new iMac rumors. The first is of a new, quote, magnesium alloy chassis. And the second one is a cooling module, and that's it. That's all we know so far. Okay. Um, <laughs> we we do know that Steve and and Johnny Ive do like quiet machines. You know, uh, the the cube that came out back in ninety nine two thousand had no fans on it. It was completely silent, as was the original iMac. So I uh, this must all be related to cooling. The magnesium aluminum alloy chassis. I don't know. I. I would think that they would use that unibody construction for the new iMac. Uh, the magnesium, this is a little inside baseball, but the magnesium chassis is what they used to use on the original uh, MacBook Pros and on you know the PowerBooks and stuff like that. It was a magnesium frame welded to an, an aluminum, and they got away from that with these new MacBook Pros. So I, I don't know. Uh, this is just rumor at this point. I mean, we are going to see, I, I'm about 100% certain we're going to see some kind of iMac bump and some kind of Mac mini bump at Macworld. But, you know, I don't know what to, what to make of this rumor. I just decided to mention it. Absolutely. So, you know, of course, you know, if they're looking at retooling uh, some of the physical aspects of the exterior, um, and and they're talking about cooling and stuff like that. I, I I doubt very seriously that they would revamp just the body of it and and add some cooling in there if they weren't going to to punch it up a little bit. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see much of a difference as far as the cosmetic look of it because if you look at it the way it is now, it looks a lot like a MacBook Pro's front. Right. You know, the black bezel around it and the glass front. I don't think we're going to see much of a difference uh, on the actual you know, the look and feel unless they do something different in the back or make it thinner. But, uh, I think we're just going to see really speed bumps. So nothing, nothing on no talk or no rumors about the Mac mini yet though. No, just that it was, it was referenced in the latest software update. Oh, what was, what was that update? What what did it say about it? Um, it was just referenced in some buried deep in in the, one of the signature files. It just, it just had a different rev number and it was pertaining to that new, uh, NVIDIA, uh, video card and chipset thing. So, gotcha. All right, very cool. And then, of course, uh, there is news of an unlocked iPhone. Yeah, I wish. Uh, um, who is it? The uh, Kylie Mac, who's in? Uh, oh France? yeah, yeah. I-, I wish she was on tonight because we could we could ask her about this. But um, yeah, uh, a recent ruling by local regulators: French consumers can now purchase the iPhone 3G without signing a service contract. Uh, with Orange, which, which is the uh, Europe's AT&T type provider for the iPhone, uh, France said it's it's not it, that they're making it against the law to, to bind buy any iPhone to one particular character or carrier. However, it's going to cost eleven hundred dollars American to do that. Wow! Yeah. How much did it cost? Uh, well, how much would it have cost 
well, I guess that wasn't available. And and it's not even available here without a contract. So I heard somewhere that they were talking about down the road having the un you know, having one where you don't have to have a contract and selling it for like five ninety nine or six ninety nine or something. I d I don't yeah, remember. They're, they're definitely putting a huge markup on these right now for you know, eleven ninety nine. That's that's just that's a laptop right there, you know? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. And, of course, you know, that's I don't mind them. I mean, it obviously is not something they want to do. And if people want to buy it for 1100 bucks, then by all means, go ahead and buy it and it's unlocked. But uh, I can imagine that that's still going to keep the cell phone carriers happy to know that that markup is there. Now, yeah, I think, I think the thing is, though, you can go to Belgium and get an unlocked iPhone for even cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I wonder if you <laughs> if you buy that, if you can just bring it home and plug in your T-Mobile and you're good to go. In theory, you could. Yeah. Very cool. Well, let's move on to some more rumors. Uh, something about the Nanos or yeah, iPhone well, Nano. Yeah, we, we talked last week about an iPhone Nano rumor from some uh, Asian case manufacturer. Well, there's a new one. Uh, the, rel- the, uh, the pretty well-known uh, case manufacturer Vaja who makes really, really nice high-end cases, uh, has added an iPhone Nano listing to their website. The link simply directs you to a form asking you to sign up for information about the, quote, upcoming release of our iPhone Nano cases. So they're either just kind of jumping the gun on speculation or they got something and they accidentally posted up, which has happened before. Hmm, that's interesting. I wonder if they'll lose, you know, if a company like that um, goes and releases information like this if they would ever lose the ability to get information in the future about upcoming products and they'll be quote unquote left out in the cold on the launch day. Oh yeah. It's happened before. Uh, stores used to do that when they would break street dates for movies and stuff, they would end up getting them, they would get fined and end up getting the movies in the future, you know, like a week after they come out. That would stink. All right. So anyway, um, this iPhone nano, you know, that they're, they're rumoring, it seems like, uh, you know, a lot of people are very interested in talking about it. I still, I, I can't imagine doing anything with a smaller screen. And, and I just can't get behind that or beyond thinking about that screen. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. I think it's going to be false. Yeah. Anyway, Apple's new iPod Touch. What about what's going on there? Yeah, I guess this holiday season, and I, I hope you had a good holiday, Cliff. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Sure. But uh, I guess it. it Appears that the iPod Touch has been a pretty good, big, giant hit this holiday season with evidence that the high-end iPod has seen massive gains in market share. And some developers are saying that they're, they're reporting a four times increase in application sales. So that, that's pretty cool if, it, if, you know, if people bought it. If it was an iPod Touch Christmas for some people. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. No, I, I you know, um, my kids this year they got uh, DSs for Christmas. All th- all th- well, actually, Megan, uh, let's see, Matthew and McKenna got theirs for Christmas. Megan got hers for her birthday, and this was from their from their grandma. So, how lucky! Uh, yeah, no doubt. And and Stephanie, you know, of course, my mom said, you know, this is how much money we're we're, we're going to spend on the kids, and what do you think that you know it'd be nice to get them. And so basically, Stephanie said, you know, it'd be great if, you know, get the the Nano and then they could get a couple other things to go along with it. And, you know, I, I was trying to tell Stephanie, I said, you know, what's the cheapest iPod Touch? And Chris, do you know what the cheapest iPod Touch is? 
I think it's the 16 gig and it's like 400 bucks or something. Oh, okay. It? See that that's a, those things are still know. too expensive then. Let me check store.apple.com. See, I didn't know. I used to know these prices off the top of my head. I'm sorry. iPod touches. Wow, two twenty nine. Two twenty nine. Yeah, see, two twenty nine for the eight gig, two ninety nine for sixteen, and three ninety nine for the thirty two gig. Let me tell you, it, if 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 the kids have the same amount of money to spend next year that they that that grandma was going to spend on them this year, next year all three kids will. Or, well, I don't know about McKenna. Maybe, yeah, no, no, McKenna probably too. Um, she's got my little three year old with the DS. She's cute. She's got her Dora game and her princes and stuff like that but i'll tell you what she, she she out of anybody is the one who's usually taking stephanie's phone and uh pulling it out and and loading up um tetris and everything else i mean little three-year-old playing stephanie's iphone all the time but wow but you know what it's it is in my opinion the iphone is an awesome gaming system oh, for, I love the, it. for these kids and not only that but it can do so much more and for 229 i'd uh, you know i'd almost rather get that than a ds for my kids but the kids wanted a ds so that's what they got but uh i i, I could see them the, the thing is is that you know it's 29 dollars. it's 35 dollars for these games for the ds it's mm-hmm. 4.99 $1.99 and then tons of stuff for free on yeah. these applications and so uh you know i think in the long run it would have been cheaper to go with an ipod touch so i i totally i i see the ipod touch as a perfect gift a perfect gift for any child and any adult oh yeah I, i'll tell you what man i i really love it and i if if i didn't have the phone i, w- I would probably want the touch really really bad yeah and you know what? Uh, now that I've had a week or so with my uh, 3G iPhone, I can honestly say that it, I didn't know what I was missing. It uh-huh. was, it's, I was listening to Pandora in the car this weekend driving to a relative's house, and that was pretty cool. Yep. It was pretty awesome. Yes, and, and have you had the opportunity to use the GPS out on the road yet? Yeah, I used it a little bit. It's pretty cool. It's not, you know, I've got a TomTom, so it's yeah. not... You know, yeah, it's not as good as that because it doesn't do turn by turn, but it's still pretty cool to go. Okay, uh, you know, where am I? Here I am, and then there's a program called Around Me that you can download that tells you, okay, I'm in a I'm in a location. This would be great if you're out of town. You know, I'm I'm in a little city. Where's like a, a pharmacy or where's a restaurant? And it, it'll you know it'll it'll give you a list of all the restaurants around there, and it'll tell you how to get there. It's pretty sweet. Right. That is awesome. Now, um, in the chat room, uh, I, and I think the turn by turn will come. I, I, I think that Apple's holding out for an exclusive deal with somebody to make some cash on that one. And uh, that, that's an Apple. How much? Let me ask you this. You know, the 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 Numa, what, what is it? The Nuvi, the Garmin's, the Magellan's and all these other things, whatever all is out there. If there was a one of those style um uh, applications for the iPhone, what price would you pay for that application? Well, and, and let's just add to that, that these, these maps are automatically, you know, upgradable for free or whatever. It, it's just, or maybe you pay, um, you know, once a year you pay a certain price to upgrade your maps or something. What, what would you pay for the initial application with all the maps accessible for the entire uh u.s for the entire u.s i'd probably 49 dollars. 49 yeah 
I'd pro- yeah, because you can get you can get a top, but it, it, Garmin in particular is notoriously expensive with their maps. Um, if you get like, and they do it by region, so if you get, let's say, you know, Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, you know, all the way over to like New York, it's almost eighty or ninety dollars just for those maps. Right. See, I I think if they did it right. Um, I, I think they probably could get as much as $89 out of that application, especially if they were to do the live traffic, um, stuff, which obviously, I mean, you've got 3g capabilities or, oh even yeah, edge if capabil- it did live, live traffic and things like that, that would be, yeah, you're definitely talking 80, 90 bucks. And I think it would be worth it. If you, if you started up your, your iPhone app, your little nav app and you're driving and all of a sudden it comes up on your screen and says, look, there's a major backup on this interstate would you like the alternative route? You hit the button and it gives you a, a, a workaround. Yes. That would be huge, man. There is a, a GPS system that's out called the Dash that does that. And considering the penetration of iPhone users, this would kill something like that just because the amount of people using it at the same time, telling the system, hey, there's a wreck or hey, there's a construction or something like that. And then that instantly gets updated to the rest of the community. That would be huge. Yes. See, that those are the kind of things that I, I think that's just waiting to be built for the iPhone. And that, that's just going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. And, and, I, and I think people would actually buy an iPhone for that capability because, I mean, then you're looking at having you know the built-in gps i mean and in fact i could see even you know in the gps section of the back of the store at walmart (laughs) uh, you could see i could see it packaged with a cradle and and uh and a little thing that that plugs into the cigarette lighter and even and extends the audio louder or something of that nature so yeah yeah i don't know They, they would definitely have to partner up with with someone like dash or someone like tom tom you know who would do that? I think, I think that would be a killer app. I really do. I really do too. I, I think it's the only thing, uh, and copy and paste. The only big thing <laughs> <laughs> missing from uh, I, I something tells me we're going to get turn by turn GPS directions before we get copy and paste. That'd be funny. There there is a really <laughs> cool uh, there is a really cool app for the iPhone uh, that it's it's geocaching. Have you ever heard of geocaching? Have we talked about it on here? I don't think we've talked about it. Geocaching is uh, where you it's kind of like treasure hunting where people have hidden things and put the uh, latitude and longitude uh, address down on a site and you go out and search for those things. Yeah, and the app is pretty cool. It's like okay, I'm in. Let's say I'm at a park, right? I'm with you know it's a. Mother's Day or something. We're all out of park somewhere. And I'm pretty sure that there's going to be some kind of geocache somewhere. I can fire up this geocaching app and go, okay, what, what caches are located next to me? It hits the GPS, goes, oh, you're here. It'll tell you which ones they are. Do you want to go look for them? Hit, you hit it, and it's pretty awesome, man. Your GPS, your, your standard $300 GPS can't do that. You've got to go ahead and think about it ahead of time that I'm going to be in this location Go to geocaching.com and download that information. So this is pretty cool. And so this is an application that's in the App Store? It is. I think it's $10. I haven't gotten it yet, but I've just been reading it, You know, kind of looking from afar going, huh, that's pretty neat. And I I don't geocache a whole lot. We Emily and I haven't done it in almost a year and a half, two years. And really, the, there's a couple reasons why. One, you have to have your, your GPS with you. Two, you have to go to geocaching.com and, and kind of think ahead of time. You know, if you had an app that just kind of did it on the fly, that would, you know, be a lot more spontaneous and cool. Exactly. No, I, I would be interested if somebody uh, if somebody was to tell me that 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 exactly it, it worked just like that and it was that easy. 
I would definitely be interested in paying for that app to, to do it because oh, yeah. I, I've got a lot of listeners out there. Uh, and in fact, I've got some listeners to our podcast that actually are geocaching podcasters. So, uh, so it, it definitely, I, I would be interested in that. It's, it's the only thing holding me back from, uh, becoming a geocacher is, is really that one piece of technology that just makes it super easy. I'd love, I'd love to have a geocaching application that, that basically t- tells me where the closest stuff is and I don't really have to go and, and do a whole lot. And, and basically it can use Google maps to kind of tell me a route, how to get there. And then, you know, kind of as I'm walking around, point me and, you know, turn left or turn right or go yeah. north or whatever. Yeah. Th- that kind of thing would definitely be awesome. Yeah. And it's, it, yeah. If that app does that, I think that would be, it might be worth $10, maybe like four ninety nine. I don't, I, <laughs> I think it'd be worth 10 bucks. Easy. So yeah. if, they, if they did it right and it had the right interface and looked nice. It yeah, was exactly. Easy, and was easy and to I think navigate. That, I think the guys who do geocaching.com do have their own app on there. So, you know, it might be willing if, if someone's tried it out, please let us know uh, how, how it is. Because, you know, 10 bucks, like, like we've talked about, 10 bucks is one of those, you kind of want to think about it. You want to see what other people have said before you decide to plunk down that money. Right, right. Emily uh, is in the chat room and she says that geocache equals Chris wants a GPS. Yeah, well, yeah, it was kind of a thinly veiled uh, request for a GPS, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> I put I put it on my wedding registry and we didn't get it, so I was able to go to the store and buy one. Very cool. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Have you have you jailbroken your iPhone yet? <laughs> no, no, I have not jailbroken it. It's pristine and nice and wonderful. I, what did I say? May? By May you'll have it? Yeah, it depends. Yeah, I think it'll happen. <laughs> oh, real quick. It looks like the geocaching application is now $3. Oh, wow. Yeah, after January 1st, the geocaching application will return to $10. So, yeah, it looks like, uh, I just looking at the App Store, it looks exactly the way I described it. It's got, like, the compass arrow and search results and find caches near you. Yeah, this actually looks like a pretty cool app for the price. Jeez. It, will you, you put know? a link to that, um, that, the iTunes URL in the show notes? Will you just go in there and update that and put the link in there for our listeners? Well, We'll do. We'll do. Awesome. Awesome. So that'll be in the show notes for X episode 57. Of course, our show notes are always posted at uh, gspn.tv slash forum in the Help I Got a Max section. So it says HIGM, which is Help I Got a Max acronym, uh, number 57. All right. Now, before we go to the the one sole question that we have for this show, um, I do want to tell you I am being inundated by lots of children. Hold on one second. What's going on, guys? <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Can I talk to you guys when I'm done recording and working in here? Okay. <laughs> they're they're not taking my hint. Can you close the door behind you, please? Thank you. <laughs> Too funny. All right. So anyway, um, ProTrack is a is a uh, product that I was just notified today. Uh, Chris, you know that I sell a lot of uh, I sell professional audio equipment, right? Yes, you do. So um, anyway, for my business, I'm, I'm a full time podcaster, obviously, but I also do consulting work uh, for people who are looking to get started in podcasting or increase the uh, the the quality of their shows or they need help and stuff like that. Uh, we do all a full range of uh, podcast consulting here, but I also have I am a authorized reseller of a major 
uh, company out there that sells professional audio gear to radio stations. And oh, so, sweet. yeah, so uh, my my sales rep and, and basically I'm their only podcast um, sales force out there. So it, it's kind of neat. And he says, hey, Cliff, I know that you're selling a lot of these digital audio recorders. I just got word of a brand new press release on this product. Do you want us to carry this for you? And would you like us to send you a review unit? And it's uh, the Elisis Pro Track. And of course, I've got a link to this in the show notes for in the forum. Uh, but basically, this is a handheld stereo recorder for the iPod. Hmm. Oh, okay. So this is different. Now, they've, they've had these things around for a long time. But this is, it, it appears, it appears to be a professional grade one. Now, uh, it, it basically what happens is it's kind of like a dock or a cradle, a uh, handheld cradle for your iPod. Uh, it, it would appear that it has uh, it's battery operated and it has two um, XLR slash quarter inch uh, jacks for professional uh, mics. It says that it'll do phantom power, the 48 volts uh, phantom power. And it's also got some onboard stereo condenser mics so it's very much like the uh Edderall recorders and the uh eight zoom oh, h2 yeah. recorders it's that a, i have it's crazy looking yeah so it, it, it looks pretty cool um i can tell you right now my own opinion of this product uh and, and it's and i would have this opinion whether i actually hold it in my hand or not is that i prefer audio gear that's designed using audio equipment and actually any kind of equipment using it for what it's designed for <laughs> And so what that means is a computer is not designed for audio recording. I don't choose to use it for that way. Um, and an iPod's used uh, is designed for audio playback. Uh, and so I'm not I'm not huge fan of thinking about recording podcasts and 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 high quality recordings into an iPod. But if it's basically just turning the iPod into a quote unquote flash media storage device. Uh, that's cool with me. But the thing is, is of course it does uh, do something with the display and everything else as well. So who knows? I'm going to yeah. get one of these things in and, and I'll be reviewing it for podcastanswerman.com if anybody's interested. I, I'm not overly excited. The thing is the price on this thing I think is about $199, which may seem very good. It does not work with the iPhone though, which I which is what I found really, really interesting but it does work with the second generation iPod Touch and uh, a lot of the Nanos and, and the classic, you know, the iPod classics and the fifth gen iPod. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the chips that are in those certain iPods have different, have some different uh, recording capabilities. It could be just that the iPhone isn't able to record as high a bit rate or something that the, uh, yeah. that the chip, iPod can. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, the thing, I'm wondering if they didn't do it because of the GPS radio noise. That could be it, too. That, that's the only thing I could think of because I, I tell you, I, the software that's running on the one where um, it shows the um, iPod Touch, I've, I've seen some screenshots of it with holding an iPod Touch, and it's the same software. It looks like the same software that you can buy in the application store for like uh, audio pro recorder or whatever. And I, I wasn't a big fan of that software. I tried it out, didn't like it, didn't like something about it. 
but uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to get one in. I'll review it and I'll take a look at it. I'll, I'll put it through its through some tests and see how it comes out and stuff like that. But yeah, even, let us know. But uh, I will definitely let folks know. And of course, I'll probably briefly mention it here after I do it. And uh, the full review will be available over at podcastanswerman.com. Sweet. Very cool. So you got a question for us. What's going on with uh, John Schaefer? Well, let me pull it up real quick here. I got dogs hanging out on me here. Uh, John Schaefer saying, I'm looking for some input on this. I got money from Christmas uh, to buy an Apple TV. My intent is to mainly use it for Boxy, which is awesome. My problem is, should I wait to see if a new one comes out at Macworld and then wait for Boxy to release an update for it to work with the new one? Or should I just buy the current version and hope they're updated software only? Thanks for the input. How much is a Apple TV? And, and he doesn't get one. say. Didn't you can say, get one. <laughs> you can get one refurb for uh, $199. All right. And he didn't say if he was going to get um, the lower one or the, or the bigger storage device, did he? No, he didn't. Yeah. Um, if it was me and we've only got like a, two weeks, uh-huh. then wait, see what, see what Phil's going to announce. He probably won't announce an update on Apple TV, but you never know. Yeah. See, I, I tell you what, I'm staring. I've, I've got this Mac mini sitting here in my studio and it's used uh, just for delivering out my uh, my video content. But I tell you, I am so tempted, Chris, to go get that USB uh, dongle for for HD reception and uh, sit in and then putting that software to turn my my Mac mini into a PVR mm-hmm. and pers- or DVR recorder and 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 using that and then just using hulu and abc.com and everything else out there for for viewing television content and get ri- getting rid of my dish you know and that would be yeah why not and see that see i love the thought that i'll be able to do that where i that's where i think the apple tv falls short you know that why isn't it, it here here's the thing personally i would say wait i would say wait because let me tell you there there was a day back when oh about two years ago i remember i i I got my very first ipod it was the fifth fifth generation black 30 gig ipod and i can't believe that was just two years ago maybe two and a (laughs) half years ago we've come a long way baby i know can you believe that how fast it's moved but anyway i got this ipod and i remember um i went from using a handheld uh pocket pc uh, I think it was the iPack or whatever, and I went from using that to going to a 30 gig iPod, and I was and I liked the fact that I could carry my contact list in there and my and I could carry my calendar with me, all the things on my calendar. Of course, I couldn't add anything to it from the iPod, but I at least I could sync all my stuff to it, and that's that mm-hmm. was what really important to me. And so I remember thinking, man, I would love an iPod that would allow me to enter in my contacts, an iPod that would allow me to enter in new calendar dates, you know, or calendar events. I would love to have an iPod. Oh, it would be awesome if it also included a phone. That would be amazing. And then, oh, here's the big one. I'd love to have an iPod that had Wi-Fi capabilities. And and look at where we're at today. Yep. You see what I'm yeah. saying? And, yeah. and and the only thing that, there are two things that that my iPod's missing is that, you know, this wireless syncing ability. I I still want this thing to wirelessly sync. Um or I I want the I want to have a podcast application on my iPhone. 
uh, standalone. It's something that will mimic everything that the podcast podcasting portion of the software in iTunes does. Uh, so yeah. that it would sync up if I, I it's basically, I don't, so I'm not tethered to iTunes anymore, but of course that's how their business model. So I doubt they'll do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. So here I am today. And of course I have no desire to get a Apple TV because, well, I do have a Mac mini if I decide that, that I want to go this route, but here's the dream Apple TV for me, the Apple TV with the built in capabilities of a little connector on the back to to hook up your external uh, antenna to pick up local hd programming so it's got an hd tuner inside and that massive hard drive and it has a channel guide and for the local tv and, and or you could hook it up to cable or whatever um, that would be cool too but uh if it, it had the ability to be function as a dvr um, on top of the other features of syncing with your content that you've purchased through and downloaded through iTunes. Yeah. So kind of like an Apple TV Pro or, or yes. just a Mac. <laughs> yes. With a tuner and stuff in it. And and so so Mac World yep. is happening right. Mac World is happening when? Uh the 6th or 7th, I think. Of January? And yeah, I would wait. And so and then a month later, it's the deadline for the analog switch to digital TV. It is. You know, it, it, if I were Apple, the, the, you, know how, you know how we never knew anything about the iPhone until they announced the iPhone? Yeah. That was a closely guarded secret. I mean, they probably made people, I mean, threat of death on that one. Yeah, there's only like 12 people in the company that knew like the whole details. If, if, I, were, if I were Apple... I would be holding on to the secret that is the Apple TV. And, and I would completely downplay the Apple TV as being a quote-unquote pet pro- hobby project or something, you know, how they've done in the past. I would mm-hmm. totally come to MacBreak and win everybody over who's upset about no more Steve Notes. I would love to get in all of their good graces by announcing the Apple TV Pro with DVR HDTV tuning abilities, get rid of your get rid of your uh, cable DVR, get all this other stuff. You can get your Hulu here. You can get your ABC.com here. You can browse the internet. You can and and you've got all this all in this Apple TV Pro, which is of course a revised kind of like Mac Mini. Yeah, that'd be sweet, man. That is awesome. I I'd love it. I think. <laughs> Anyway, I'm dreaming. Really? So, yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> so, so anyway, John, honestly, uh, the, I don't know if you've, you know, how things are going when he posted that question, but uh, it's only, what, seven days, you know, 10 days now. Um, hold off, you know, yeah, definitely yeah. hold off. It's too, if it, if it were a month or two away, maybe say, eh, go with it. But uh, with it just being 10 or so days away, I, hold on and, and see what they announce. Right. I agree. Very cool. Anything else, man? No, man. Here, check out my dogs real quick. <laughs> what? Check out my dogs. How am I checking out your dog? Oh, Twitpic. Okay. I'm like... <laughs> Look at them. They are cute. I had no idea you put a link to the show, to the, to the picture of your dogs. And I'm like, huh? Because I was, I was still looking at some show notes. 
<laughs> and you're like, oh no, no, nah, my I don't have are, anything else. Just check out my I dogs, man. I don't have anything else, man. Everybody <laughs> look at my dogs. They're, they're they're laying right next to me on on the couch right now. All right, so now for those who I are listening to this, like one of them is snoring. To, to those listening via um, audio form, uh, Chris will put a, a link to the twit pic, uh, the picture of his two dogs in the show notes so that you can have the ability to go and check out his dogs. Cliff, listen. See if you can hear him snoring. Did you hear that? I did. That <laughs> is amazing. My new dog is out. So you got two new dogs or you got one new dog? I got one new dog. The okay. dog that's that in the picture, uh-huh. the dog on the left is Duke. Okay. We've had him for a while. And the dog on our right is a new dog. Her name is uh, Zoe. Are they the same type of dog? Nope, but they, they look kind of similar, don't they? They do. They got the same ears and, and same facial kind of look and just different color. Uh, what yeah. kind of dogs are they? Uh, Duke is a... Oh! Duke is a Catalua and... Uh, Zoe is a boxer. Oh, okay. Very cool. Boxers she grow is, big and mean, man. Duke Duke just woke her up and she's not real happy about it. <laughs> Too funny. Well, hey, man, thank you for uh, uh, just another week of great Mac conversation. We, of course, encourage people to call us, area code 859-795-4067. And, of course, you can also leave your questions in the forum over at gspn.tv slash forum. And if you're too lazy to do that, you can email me, feedback at gspn.tv. And then we'll post basically go over and post your question in the forum and uh, maybe bring it up in our next show. There we go. All right. So, oh, uh, Cliff, anything cool tech related for christmas this year oh did i get anything? well just the hd tv we finally oh, are just just the hd tv no, yeah no big deal Well, i think i've already mentioned it that's why i say it like that but it's huge i, I mean I, I i mean i love it absolutely it? it's a 42 inch oh nice 42 inch uh vizio is what we got uh very awesome uh, and i'll tell you vizio what man what's that Vizio makes some great TVs. They they absolutely do. It is unbelievable the the crisp the clarity. I find myself watching people being interviewed in in on in, on like public broadcasting stations just because it's in HD. I mean, yeah. they 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 look so good. I got the uh, I got two Blu-rays for Christmas. One's called uh, Planet Earth, which oh dude, oh, I want to see that. Oh, it's so awesome. Can I borrow that from you? When I'm done watching it, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, it doesn't matter Blu-ray when. Player? No, but I'll borrow a Blu-ray player from my dad. My dad's got uh, a Blu-ray player. I got that, and then I got something called um, "When We Left Earth." It's all about NASA and stuff because I'm kind of a space nerd. So. Yeah, dude, I was wa- I was I was watching a um, PBS special on black holes the other day. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you just find yourself watching all sorts of content because it's in high def. Yeah, it is. It definitely changes things. And let me tell you. Um, Dude, I tell you, they make the HD TVs make the best computer monitors in the world. I've never hooked mine up yet. Oh, you go do it, Chris. You will be blown away. Really? Oh, I, I could literally, I could literally take my my MacBook. Oh, and and not only that, we we did this with Stephanie's uh her XP laptop, and we hooked up via VGA. Because ours has HDMI um, and it has um, it it has uh, it has VH, VHS um, or not VHS VGA 
connector. We hooked it up VGA and perfect pristine clarity. I mean, no graininess, no blurriness. I mean, it is crystal clear. So you could literally take my MacBook and we can hook it up to uh, the, the TV and I could sit on the couch with my Bluetooth uh, mouse and keyboard and I could literally from view, t- regular TV viewing distance do everything I need to do on my computer. Wow, that's awesome. It is unbelievable. I mean, it's that clear that far away. That's sweet. Yeah, and there's a possibility that that down the road maybe some maybe I might come into some Panasonic gear in the future possibly. So, if That'd that be nice if that if that happens then uh you might be seeing a new uh backdrop here of a 42-inch TV display on the <laughs> on the wall of gspn.tv studios as as my uh as my display monitor. That'd be wonderful. That'd be awesome. So, what'd you get? Anything high-tech for you? Yeah, well, I got a lot of video games, which uh, I'm looking forward to playing. I, I got uh, an add-on to World of Warcraft. If anybody plays World of Warcraft, um, I am now playing on the Burning Crusade, which is the expansion pack from last year. Um, my wife got me a cool dig hoodie and a dig uh, pint glass, which is kind of high tech. And uh, yeah, just a, a bunch of games, a bunch of gift cards. So I got some money to go to, be- to Best Buy to spend and... And uh, yeah, all that good stuff. That and I got new gla- cool. I got new glasses too because uh, Duke ate my glasses. Uh oh, yeah. Uh oh. Well, hey, uh, we have some announcements real quick here. Uh, depending on how soon you listen to this episode, uh, we're celebrating three years of podcasting, uh, and mm-hmm. also we're celebrating uh, my first year doing this as a career, podcasting new media full time for a living. By the way. Um, and basically how we're celebrating is a 24-hour nonstop par- podcast marathon. And uh, we're starting Wednesday morning at 12.01 a.m. So basically uh, as Tuesday turns into Wednesday, uh, the overnight hours, we will be broadcasting live all the way through until the ball drops in Times Square. Uh, so it's all Eastern time. And uh, 24 hours nonstop, we'll probably rec- we'll be recording regular gspn.tv podcast podcast content through the entire 24 hours. Uh, so probably more, at least a minimum of 30 episodes of GST, gspn.tv podcast content will be recorded during those 24 hours. And uh, those will be released out into the various feeds of the shows that we're covering. In fact, uh, Chris, I hope you don't mind. Some folks are actually uh, had requested that to talk with me about Mac. And so uh, we'll even have a couple episodes of Help, I Got a Mac that are recorded during that marathon as well. Right on. Well, if I can, if I can break away from whatever's going on, it'll probably be some puppy-related adventure. But uh, yeah, I'll, tr- I'll try to join in too. Sounds awesome. And so uh, we want to let everybody know, again, that's uh, gspn.tv slash live is where that's going to happen. And uh, for those in the chat room now or who's listening later, you can always go to gspn.tv slash live. And below the chat room, there is a uh, podcast marathon schedule. And so you can see all the people. I mean, there's a ton of people already signed up to co-host with me. And if you want to get in on that, uh, get in on that, you want to email me feedback at gspn.tv. 
and we'll bring you in on the marathon. Um, so let's see here. And one other thing I just want to say is this is an episode that is available for free to everybody out there. Uh, for those of you who are subscribed to the free feed, you may recognize that you are only getting every other episode every other week. And we record this show weekly, uh, as well as a lot of other shows. And we have this thing called Plus Membership. And uh, basically, we want to have some, you can learn more information about Plus Membership over at gspn.tv slash plus. Uh, But I'm going to give you some testimonials here. First is from Michaela in Australia. Now, um, you'll remember Michaela is a listener to the Help I Got a Mac show. And she's actually submitted a couple questions So uh, let's go ahead and hear from Michaela. My name is Michaela Walsh. I live in Melbourne, Australia. I've been a listener to GSPN for about three years and I've been a PLUS member for the amount of time that PLUS membership has been around. I used to be on the monthly support team. GSPN.tv is an awesome place to hang out and I love nearly all the podcasts that they produce. I love being a PLUS member because I don't miss any episodes. I can listen to them whenever and wherever I like or I can listen to them live and interact with my friends that I've made in the community on the chat room while watching Cliff and Stephanie on Ustream and listening to them so I get this great sensory overload of interaction. My favourite show is The Full-Time Mum. I don't have any children but I absolutely love listening to Stephanie and to Sarah. My second favourite show is The Weekly Lost Podcast which I've been listening to almost since the very beginning that it has been around. I love joining in the live show on the weekend when Lost is on and the chat room just flies. There are so many posts and so much interaction from all the people that I've been able to get to know. The forum is a very wonderful, friendly place and uh, you don't have to be worried about not understanding how forums work. You can always find somebody to answer your questions and Cliff and Stephanie are just wonderful people, very kind, very caring and they will go out of their way to spend time to get to know you and to interact with you. So I highly recommend becoming a PLUS member. The $10 a month is absolutely great value. Please become a PLUS member because we want to keep Cliff and Stephanie on the air. I highly recommend it and wish them all the best. Alrighty. So thank you very much, Michaela, for that. Chris, I know you have to head out of here, so we'll say bye to you. And uh, we'll catch you again uh, probably next week. And I think he's already gone, actually. Uh, he had said that he had, he needed to head out. So um, one last thing I've got here is uh, this is something that was put brought out um, or sent in to me earlier this week. Uh, we have a friend in the community. Her name is Hannah V. And she wrote a song. Um, and she's 13 years old and absolutely wrote an awesome song that I'm going to allow to close out the show today. So... We'll talk to you all very soon. Hope to see you during the marathon. Bye-bye. I know some people call Cliff and Stephanie. Cliff used to work in an insurance agency. But he felt something was wrong. We knew it all along till we followed his dream. As crazy as it seems. So painted dollars a month to help the